Hi, this is Elia Fishman, and welcome to this talk on CT of incidentalomas, how we manage them. If you ask the question, what is an incidentaloma, it's kind of simple. It's an unsuspected finding in any organ or organ system that was not the primary source of the patient's presentation. The key thing, of course, when you look at incidentalomas is to determine whether they're significant or not. There's no doubt that most incidentalomas are of no clinical significance and need no further workup. On the other hand, many incidentalomas are critical. For example, two-thirds of all renal cell carcinomas are picked up as incidentalomas, so they are very important. But if you evaluated or worked up every lesion in the kidney you found, you'd be working up probably 99% of simple cysts. So again, we need to be able to define exactly what's important and what's not important. Wikipedia actually did incidentalomas a couple of years back. You can see it sitting right there. And many of its favorite incidentalomas are the things I'm going to speak about, kidney and adrenal, and leave some of the other ones out. And most recently, they changed it to an incidental imaging finding. Instead of calling incidentalomas, which sounds like a funny word or a big word, incidental imaging findings. And of course, in medical imaging, an incidental finding can lead to additional workup. And again, you can see here, adrenal and kidney are up there amongst the six uh, main topics they chose. Now, the New York Times a number of years back also spoke about this incidentalomas. CT scans often turn up incidental problems that are better left untreated. So again, it's a very fine balancing act of what we need to do. So one of the things we noticed and what referring docs used to be annoyed with and would complain to me about was the fact that they didn't mind incidental findings so much, but what they minded was people interpreted them differently. Some people said get a follow-up, some people said ignore it, some people said biopsy it. And so the key thing, of course, is if you find something, how do you management? Do we agree with incidental findings? And so we published the paper, uh, us, Stanford, and NYU, and we looked at 12 common incidental findings that I can think of, a thyroid nodule, a calcified, a non-calcified lung nodule, coronary artery calcifications, an adrenal lesion, a pancreas lesion, a liver lesion, a high-density renal lesion, an incidental jejunal intussusception, a splenic lesion, gallbladder wall calcifications, ovarian lesion, and a ovarian cyst in both pre- and postmenopausal patients. And you could see these are the things we see every single day. So I thought perhaps this would be a good measure of how people did things. Well, you can see there were 12 things, 70% of greater agreement was only in six of the findings, which were the thyroid nodule, the ultrasound for three centimeter cyst in postmenopausal women, the Fleischner criteria for a lung nodule, coronary calcifications, and a short segment in the susception. But that means that agreement was lacking both across institutions and within departments for the management of six common incidental findings. And so you can imagine it's one thing, though it's not great, if Stanford and Hopkins disagreed, but when Hopkins disagrees amongst Hopkins radiologists or Stanford among Stanford radiologists, that's going to be a problem because at a minimum, you need internal guidelines to ensure consistent reporting. Now, when you 
think about it, this article by Colin Feister made the point that because incidental findings were so frequent and basically often false positive uh, findings, that is, there are no clinical significance and they might be worked up, that perhaps you should have the patient sign when they get a CT scan a disclaimer telling them there may be incidental findings and they need to watch out for them and we can't say what it all means. Patients should be provided information about the possibility of his incidental finding as part of the radiologic informed consent. Obviously, they don't do it and we don't do it, but it just emphasized the point. Now, of course, the question is how often can you expect to see an incidental finding? Now, one thing we all know is some people and see something on every scan. And again, when you work with residents, you know, they often talk about two millimeter nodules, which is, of course, the good reason the Fleischner basically said under four, forget about it. But how often do you see findings that could be potentially important? Well, let's look at some of the articles. This was an article by Brad Zawoski nearly 20 years ago. This was when whole body screening was big and they looked at 1,777 consecutive cases of supposedly normal patients and 31.8% had something that was abnormal. Now the majority of these or a great percentage of these were gonna be lung nodules. But the point was there were important findings as well. 19 cancers, aneurysms, gallstones and ovarian cysts, but 19 cancers. So these were all supposedly well patients who came in just to be screened. So you could see even in that population, you're gonna have findings. This article by Nadeau, looking at extravascular findings on patients who had CTA of the aorta and lower extremities. Now, of course, these tend to be older patients, patients with peripheral vascular disease. And in that group, 15% had previously undiagnosed highly important findings. Radiologists and referring clinicians should be aware of the frequency of these clinically significant findings at CTA. They do also made the point of the 462 findings overall, 9% were of high importance, 17% moderate importance, and 74%, the majority, of low importance. The most common highly important findings were lesions of the kidney, lung, and liver. Another article, Song. Now, they were looking at patients with hematuria. So a range of age of patients, but remember hematuria or kidney pathology is one of the common incidental findings. So now you're saying anything with the kidney is not incidental, and 6.8% of patients had clinically important or potentially important incidental findings that required further evaluation. The prevalence of clinical important incidental extraurinary findings at CT urography was 6.8%, so not insignificant. Article by Stab, looking at TAVR patients. Well, these are older patients, patients getting transcatheter aortic valves at the initial criteria, you had to be over 80, most of them were over 70, but the first group that they studied were over 80. And there you saw significant non-cardiac findings in 17% of cases. But it's probably not going to be surprising because the older the patient population, the more likely you are to find significant incidental findings. Uh, and you can see, so when you look at some of the numbers, eight malignancies, five of them were incidental and change management. A total of 223 non-significant findings were observed in 116 of 204 patients. 
The most frequent findings were pleural effusion and diverticular disease. So again, of the remaining 144 exams, 30, 70%, uh, when you look at that group, 17% had a total of 37 clinically significant non-cardiac findings. So again, the older the population, the less well the population, it would not be a surprise to see more incidental findings. And here's that same article you can see from Staub, aneurysms, pancreatic cancer, colon cancer, lung cancer, and a whole range of different findings. So the older the patient population, the more things you're going to see. This article by James, frequency of incidental findings of note in trauma patients. Now again, trauma patients are often younger, but you can see in this case of the 1573 CT scans performed, 30.4% revealed incidental findings. The abdomen and pelvis had the highest rate of incidental findings. Follow-up was required in almost 2.8% of the incidental findings. And admission or inter immediate intervention was re required in 0.7%. Only 12 incidental findings were documented in the discharge note. And they made a point that increasing age, a higher bone mass index, and receiving a PAN-CT, that means you scan top to bottom, increases the odds of an incidental finding. Well, the last thing makes sense, of course, if you scan the chest and abdomen, you're going to find more incidental findings than scanning the chest only or scanning the abdomen only. One word that's very important in this article, only 12 incidental findings were documented in a discharge note. And that becomes very important so you can see what happens is that the ER doc was worrying about the emergency situation, not that indeterminate renal mass or indeterminate lung nodule. And so you need to be very careful when you have incidental findings that somehow those incidental findings are followed up. They're not simply left to chance. This article by Kamada also made the point that um, when you looked at the mean age of the patients with incidental findings were 62.8 and the mean injury score was 16.6. No difference was observed in the severity of trauma, age, or length of hospital stay. The incidental findings were related to liver, gallbladder in 22 patients, kidneys, lungs, intracranial. The recognition rate of incidental findings at the implementation of the feedback system increased from 23 to 32%. So again, very common. One thing, of course, is with trauma patients, I mentioned, if you're dealing with younger patients, you're going to have less incidental findings. The older you get, the more renal issues you have, the more liver cysts, the more pancreatic lesions potentially, the more likely to have atherosclerotic disease in the aorta and potential aneurysms. So incidental findings surely are more common in a 70-year-old than in a 20-year-old. And so when I put down a list and I said, what's the frequency of incidental findings? I would say the area of the body scanned, the reason for doing the study, the protocol, that means if you're doing a TAVR, it's an older population, so you're going to see more incidental findings, the scanning protocol used. If you give IV contrast, you're going to pick up these small liver and renal lesions that you may not have seen on non-contrast. Age of the patient, the older the patient typically, the more likely an incidental finding is there. And who's reading the study? Some people overread. Some people see little ditzels here and ditzels there, here a ditzel, there a ditzel. So some people 
cannot read a scan as normal. So again, that will be very important in terms of frequency. So the problem with incidentalomas, what's their significance? I guess that's what it comes down to. If I see something in the liver, do I need to do another study? Do I need a biopsy? Do I need surgery? What do you tell the patient? If you need additional imaging, an MR or a follow-up CT, who pays for this? The study may have been done, and this was really important in the era of whole body scanning. Patients were often paying out of pocket for the screening study, but then they had a lung nodule and they wanted insurance to pay, and insurance said, well, we didn't want the first study, why should we be paying? It was somewhat problematic. And again, as we noted, most incidental omas are benign, but we do find renal cells and abdominal aortic aneurysms and lung cancers and PEs, especially in oncology patients, up to 5% incidental findings. And of course, pancreatic cystic disease are some of the things that become important with cystic pancreatic disease. We need to follow those patients and see precisely what's going on. Now, one of the challenges and I've spoken about incidental lomas in general, or in the ER setting. In the ER setting, it's particularly problematic because the most studies are done with a single protocol that may not be comparison films to say it's been there forever. Most incidental findings are seen long after the patient's gone from the scanner, so you're not getting delayed scans. Often the patients are discharged quickly. You're not getting the follow-up you need. And again, the minimal history of past medical records can be a problem. If someone has a five-year-old scan or a three-year-old scan, whatever you're seeing now is there before, you're usually very comfortable that it's nothing. But if you don't have a prior scan, it's not quite that simple. So let me look at a couple very specific things. Let's look at, I, can't, I could cover every organ and organ system from the thyroid to the parathyroid to the lungs to the pancreas, to the liver, to the kidneys, to the bowel and stomach, on and on. But I'm just going to choose a few things. And the first one I'm going to choose will be the kidney. In the kidney, it's very important to recognize that incidental renal lesions are very common. But you know what we'll do is, let's start off the talk beginning with the kidney. Let's just take a 10-minute break and come back and do the kidney. Okay, see you in a minute. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website, ctss.com, for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.